Hello, welcome to Being Love in Action podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Being Love in Action podcast. And I am your host, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. And we invite you to share with us while we walk through one of the most love-inspired texts of the Bibles, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 8. So we encourage you to pull out your journals, take notes, fill your coffee and teacups, sip your water, and listen with an open heart and mind while being inspired, empowered, and even challenged as we share through the gospel of Jesus Christ in this series what it truly means to being love in action. Good morning, good afternoon, or even good night. Whatever dispensation you may find yourself in while you are partaking in this podcast, I just want to say thank you for tuning in and being part of what God is doing through this ministry. Um, on the today, this morning, it's, it's about 11 o'clock, 17 a.m. my time here where I am. And, and this is an impromptu um, episode. This is, this is still gears into what we talk about, about being love in action. But if I can be transparent this morning, this word was really for me on this morning. Um, this morning, if I can be transparent, I, I woke up this morning with some things on my heart and, and my heart was a little bit heavy about some things. And, and so when I got up this morning and, and, and I got into my devotion time and I began to talk to the Lord about what I was feeling and, 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 you know, I, I, if I can be honest, I was, I was dealing with rejection or, or, or feeling like I had been rejected. And, and I'm quite sure that anyone who is listening, um, to this podcast right now, I think everyone at some point in their life have felt rejection, whether it was from a family member, whether it was from a job uh, or a marriage or relationship, you know, that rejection can really weigh on you if you're not careful. And and the crazy part about it is when you know God and you know his word, it's almost like, you know, at this point, you should have some, you know, super spiritual power that, you know, keeps you from falling into the traps of some things that are just in human nature. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, people, <laughs> that's not true. The reality is that we're human. The reality is that there are going to be some mornings and some days we wake up and we're going to be dealing with some issues that we have to really purpose prayerfully to deal with. We have to really purpose prayerfully to get in the face of God and begin to deal with those things that are trying to weigh us down. Even though we know that there are some things that God has promised, even though we know that there's some things that God has already spoken over our lives. But, but then here comes this very thing that, that gets you into a funk or gets you into a place where you begin to kind of rethink or reevaluate what God has said over your life. Can I speak to you this morning? I promise you I won't be that long, but I tell you this is blessing me as well as it is blessing someone else. Because guess what? God had to deal with me this morning and I say, God, this is just too hot 
for me to keep to myself. I got to share it with someone else because I believe if I was able to wake up this morning and deal with this, this, this thing that there is someone somewhere that I can share the gospel with that can be encouraged and know that they are not alone. Amen. Can I, can I just walk with you this morning right quick? And, and if I can be honest, my, my heart and my mind begin to think about Job and, and you know, Sometimes people like to pull Job up out of a hat, if, if I can just be honest. And, 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 and the reality of Job's situation is not meant for everybody. Everybody is not necessarily walking in a Job season. Yes, it was a test. Yes, it was a trial. But when you really talk about Job and the issues that Job was dealing with, that was some supernatural things that was going on in his life. And so as I begin to, 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 to think about what I was dealing with. Can I, can I just be real with you? I, I was dealing with a situation or some things and, and, and I'm a person in anyone who knows me personally. And I pray that as God allows me to walk and, and go to the places that he has me to go. My prayer is always part of my prayer always is that people will see God in me. They will see the light that God has in me, not necessarily Kenya. You know, people call me by many names. I'm, I'm called Reverend Kenya. I'm called Pastor Kenya. I'm called Evangelist Kenya. I'm, I'm called the prophet of God, prophetess Kenya. I never lead with titles. Because titles get people caught up and they and, and they put you and they put God in a box. So, you know, yes, we need to know, you know, if God has gifted us, we need to know those gifts and we need to operate in those gifts. But for me, I, I, I have a such a spirit of humility, but I walk in the confidence of who I am. Yes, ma'am. I walk in that. I didn't always walk in the 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 confidence and what I mean by that so you don't misunderstand I always knew who I was and I always knew the gifting that I had but because I was I was afraid let's be honest I was afraid of uh, it was like I was dumbing down not really dumbing down but I wouldn't operate fully in my gifting because I was afraid how people would look at me they would be like oh well she thinks she can have the 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 gifting of of prophecy or the gifting of healing. And, and so many times I didn't operate in those giftings because I was afraid of what people would say, that they would think that I was trying to be someone. And God knows I never, I never wanted to be called or chosen to do the things for the ministry of Jesus Christ that he has called me to do. I can just be very honest with that. I was not one of those people that was sitting down with my hands waved up and, and wanting to be on the pulpit or wanting to get up. Uh, the preferential treatment, because I understand the what that mandate requires. I understand for me, I reverence God. So for me, this is not pretend. This is not play. My life is purpose and my spiritual walk is so purpose to do the things of God that I don't play with it. And so for me, humility is really part of who I am because I understand that I will be held accountable. If I'm trying to do anything outside of the will of God to bring Kenya to the forefront. So I, I, I say this and I, and I pray that I know that it's blessing somebody because it's, it blessed me. That you just get a little glimpse into what I'm going to share with you on this morning. And so I begin to think about Job and, and you know, it was it was someone recently that I had been reaching out to, you know, and this is someone that. 
I know there's a divine uh, connection through the spirit of God. You know, someone that I respect and that admire in the spirit of God. And, you know, in the series, one of the things that we're talking about in the Being Loving Action podcast, we're talking about um, how does that look? What does that look like? And how can we effectively be love in action in such a microwave society? Meaning when everybody wants things to happen quickly, you know, we want everything instantaneously. And, and how do we how do we be love in action when we're in such a corrupt world? How, how as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, as, as one who not only is a follower, but has a mandate and a mantle to do the things that I do in regards to God's people, how do, what does that really look like tangibly? And so God began to deal with me over a year ago. So this podcast and and me putting it in this format has been something that God, uh, well, the, the, the actual topic is something that God has been dealing with me for over a year now, almost a year. And so putting it in to the podcast for, format was something that was recently presented to me. And I prayed about it because there's so many ways that we can do things. And, and anybody who knows me, I just I'm not a big um, social media person because part of it is because I see so much of the the false um, prophets and prophesying. And so that grieves me. And, 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 and I know that there are many men and women of God in ministries that are doing such a phenomenal job with getting the word of God and truth to the masses. But there's so much infiltration of false, false, um, false word and false, false doctrine that it grieves me. And I just did not want to be just another person. So God allowed this particular platform you know, in lieu of me preaching and teaching, going to the places that he sends me to. But this was a platform that I believe that God and myself kind of wanted. Well, kind of I'm comfortable with it, but I'm going to retract that statement because if I ever say comfortable, God will automatically push me to do something that I don't want to do. So I'm, I'm learning how to choose my words carefully because when I, when my father is listening and I'm talking about my heavenly father, he has a way of challenging me. Amen. But, but honestly, you know, I had been reaching out to this person a few times and, you know, and and we've always kind of seemed to have a, 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 a very genuine, um, friendship. And, and I say that in the spirit of God, that, you know, this person is a person of, 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 of someone, like I said, they're in ministry as well. And so, you know, just a genuine, genuine connection. And I've reached out to this person a couple of times to check on them and just, just out of obedience, because again, me, I'm a person who, especially in certain relationships, I'm very, very mindful because I I don't want to give the enemy no kind of room for anything. And then, you know, I've reached out to this person a few times and, um, I didn't, I, I hadn't heard anything, um, you know, and, and I text them a couple of times and not back to back because I'm, I'm, I'm a person. I, 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 I'm used to dealing with the realities of what I see in the sense of, you know, and this is, and this is, if I'm honest, this is, um, this is hum- humanity. If I look at, um, in reference to 
life. You know, we're taught you, you, you judge people by how they treat you. And so what the funny part about it is, is that the podcast about patience is God is, is not only talking about patience in others, but having patience with yourself. And I thank God for, um, a young lady that texted me today this morning. And, and it was such a beautiful thing because she doesn't even understand how much she encouraged me. Um, and she said to me through the text, she said, thank you for those words um, of wisdom in, in, the, the, in so many words. And I'm paraphrasing what she said for the podcast. It has truly blessed me and inspired me. And man, you know, the thing that I ask God, one of the things is that, Lord, just allow someone to be changed, allow someone to be transformed from the words that you give me, because that's how I know for me that I'm doing your will is when I get those kind of reports back, you know, and it says, you know, when when I'm having a moment, that young woman had no idea that I was dealing with rejection this morning. And she said something that was very very, very profound. She said, you know, not only your podcast is also helping me to understand how to have patience with myself. And I was like, man, you know, wow. You know, sometimes, you know, we're harder on ourselves than we should be. Sometimes, you know, and I, I can raise my hand. I'm one of those people. You know, I am. I, I, I have an expectation on myself sometimes that I think God doesn't even push me as hard because God grants us grace. He grants us mercy. And yes, we should be purpose. And yes, we should strive to be who we are in God. But at the same time, you know, we have to deal with those things that come up on us throughout the day and deal with them. So rejection was my thing because this person had not responded to me and it blew me because I'm like, okay, I thought we had, you know, we were good. And so, you know, again, God began to minister to me and, and, and say, you know, you don't know, first of all, and, and I'm not a person that jumps to assumptions, you know, uh, conclusions. I am probably one of the most understanding people in the universe because I've and I've always been like that. I think that I always try to put myself in the other person's shoes. OK, maybe they're going through something. Maybe, you know. They're just dealing with something and, and maybe they are shutting down. You can't take everything personal, but then, you know, I'm like, okay. And, and my pet peeve, one of my pet peeves is that if I can take the time out to text you, to call you, even if you don't respond to me immediately out of courtesy and out of respect, at least call me or text me. If you can't call me, just respond because then that lets me know that you're acknowledging me and you're acknowledging the fact that I text you or, you know, because my time is valuable as well. And I believe that we shouldn't do anything to others that we wouldn't want done to us. And so, like I said, I hadn't heard from this person. So I was, I, be, I started feeling some kind of way, you know, and, it, and it's not that I needed to hear from this person, but just out of respect, because I've reached out a few times. And so I began to feel some kind of way. And, and, and then that thing that I believe God had already delivered me from rejection and, 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 and rejection goes back to, you know, feeling, you know, um, unworthy or, you know, it, 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 it begins to bring up all kind of emotions. And then I had to, I thought about hallelujah. Thank you, God for the word second Corinthians 10 and five. 
He says that we got to demolish every argument and every pretensions that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we got to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And I begin to say, God, thank you, Lord, for giving me confirmation. And then I, I, so I hear the word of God and then I, I pulled on, pulled up my Facebook and I saw a, um, a post and the post said, um, <laughs> it says no response. It says no response. Um, a response, no response is as powerful. I can't think of it. It basically was saying, um, if you if you if you try to if, if you're looking for a response and they don't respond at all, that's powerful. That speaks for itself. And then I said, OK, God, now you we have to be careful because sometimes we'll get things that will line up to our emotions. Because remember, I said my emotions was, oh, my God, this person hasn't responded. What's really going on? I know they not. You know, are they being you know, are they avoiding me? And I'm like, well, why would they avoid me? Me and this person have no issues. You know, um, why would they avoid me? But this is the mind. This is, again, you know, it, it, you know, the enemy is very subtle in how he'll begin to creep up in us. And so I say, well, God, and, and then, you know, I saw that that that. That post that lined up to my emotions because in my emotions, I wanted to get back to King and say, well, I know they're not playing with me, but why would they play with you? You don't have an issue with this person. You, you know, there's never been any thing between you, but the love of Christ. So if that person decides not to respond to you because whatever they're dealing with, or maybe that God is telling them, don't just, just don't respond to anybody. It doesn't mean it's just you. You're just part of it. You know, the word of God says it rains on the just just as well as the unjust. You know, I don't know what season that person is walking in, but Kenya in her human nature was feeling rejected and not only rejected, disrespected. And then I had to go to, to second Corinthians and, and I thank God for that word. It says, take demolish every argument and every pretension. Every aspiration of anything that is not outside of the will of God for your life. And guess what? If that person's intention is to avoid me. And again, you know, I don't know. It, it shouldn't be. Then guess what? That's between them and God. You don't allow others actions to begin to bring you to a place where God has delivered you from. Everybody won't understand where you are and what you're going through in the season of your life. And I said, wow. 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 And then one of my sisters, one of my prayer partners, you know, um, accountability partners called me and, and, and we began to share the gospel and we prayed and, and it was such a powerful, she blessed me with, with the word. And, and, and then, you know, I said, man, I got to share this podcast this morning. It's a little bit, you know, uh, not necessarily on topic of, of the being in love series, but it, it definitely goes into, you know, patience, being love and patience, man. 
You know, we got to understand that, you know, God says all things work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Man, the good, the bad and the ugly. But don't always go to the ugly when we're not sure. And so I, I, I thought about Job. Because see, when that rejection came in, it began to deal with not just that situation, all kind of things that God had already delivered me from. And if that person has rejected me. Outside of the will of God for me and that person's relationship, because either the enemy has suddenly got into their minds. And, you know, I thank God for James. He, he also gave me James one and eight. He says a, a, a double minded person. We got to be careful. Especially in this season when God is lining, lining up divine relationships that, you know, that it has been nothing but God from the moment of those connections where there are spiritual some for people you haven't even met because he's doing that. I'm telling you what I know. He's 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 using and he's using the Internet. He's using other people to divinely connect us to some folk. That will not only bless, bless us, but bless them and further to further the kingdom of God. Some of us are going to find um, ministry partners. Some of us going to find not only our brothers and sisters in Christ, but some of us are finding relationships that are going to be lifetime relationships for us. Some of us of us going to be finding just seasonal relationships where God is going to be using those people and us. To pour into each other, to build each other and the body of Christ. Some of us are going to be finding our husbands and wives. And the thing about it is the enemy and his cunningness will do whatever he can to try to keep us from being connected to the very people that God has sent to our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because that this was truly not part of. What I wanted to say, but I, I just moved by the spirit of God. So just as fast as rejection came in. To try to distort my view of a relationship that I know is ordained by God. God said, listen. You can't be double minded daughter. You continue to pray for that person. And I'm talking about, you know, we got to also remember, you know, the purpose of that relationship. We got to be in prayer, you know, especially as God is allowing us to meet people and they're coming into what is the purpose of this relationship, God? And we got to put our emotions. We got to take our own desires. My prayer in this season of my life, Unlike I've ever done, God, I don't want anything outside of your will for my life. That means any relationship. That means any job. That means any ministry assignment. Just because someone offers you to preach or teach or be part of something in a ministry, that does not mean that's where you need to go. You got to be prayerful. And some things God has already told you. So when he sends it, when he sends it to you, you just in obedience move. So I say to you sometimes, God 
has to hurt us to, to help us. Why is that important? Why would God hurt us? I don't mean that technically. I mean that figuratively, but it does pan out spiritually. Sometimes the father has to allow us to go through some hurts so that we can be broken. And in that brokenness, we can begin to look at him because if we're really honest, we don't really see God like we should when everything is going right in our lives. We tend to kind of like, you know, you know, God is moving. And so, you know, we 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 don't always pray like we should. And but Lord, it's something about when we're going through a trial in our lives. It is something about going through a trial in our lives because that is when we begin to see God unlike we've ever saw him before. God is saying we got to keep the same fervor. We got to keep the same zeal to be in the face of God. You know, Paul said it best. You know, I'm on the book of Corinthians and I just I just tell you, God is just blessing me. Paul said it best. He says, you know, I boast even the more. Through hardship. Through whatever he's going through, hardship and all trials of all kinds. Because in that text, it says his power is made perfect in our weakness. Paul asks the Lord to take that thorn, that thing that that was keeping us, keeping him from being able to do some of the things he wanted to do. Theologians say that, you know, it was a disease that Paul had and, and maybe the disease was a, um, a blindness or some type of sickness with his eyes because he was a tent maker by nature. And he was used to working, but now he found himself in a place where he was unable to do those things that he could do naturally for himself in a way that he could, but he never stopped doing the work of God. But can, can I be honest? Paul wasn't feeling well that day. He, he didn't like in the, he didn't like the state that he was in, in that moment of his life. So he said, God, can you remove this thing that's keeping me from being who I feel I need to be? God, can you remove the thorn from my flesh? What is the thorn in your flesh on this morning? Or the tonight or today, what is that thing that is that is keeping you from what you believe you need to be or where you need to go? What is that thing? Can I be honest this morning? My thing was rejection. I had to go to the word of God and and begin to take that thought captive and bring it under submission to the word of God and remember who I am in God and what he's called me to do. So if that person has really rejected me, woe to them. And I don't say that out of arrogance. I say that with humility, but in confidence, because when you know who you are and you know that the heart that God has given you towards his people and you know the authenticity and genuineness, you understand 
that your life is a blessing and not a curse to others. See, when you walk in the authority of who you are, you are no longer concerned. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you. So Paul says, remove the thorn from my flesh. Remove this thing. I, I, Lord, I can't be who you call me to be. In my wholeness. And God said to Paul, he said, I love it. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. He said, my grace is sufficient. In other words, Paul, you ain't living off your own might. In other words, King, you ain't living on your own might. In other words, who's ever listening, you're not living off of your own resources or abilities. He said, because my power is made perfect in your weakness. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the power. Oh, God, thank you for your power. See, when you live a life surrendered unto God. You acknowledge your weaknesses. You acknowledge that you are not in control. See, Paul says that, you know, when God said my power is made perfect in your weakness. In that moment, Paul had to step back as a man. And say, I hear you, God. I hear you. I get you, God. Yeah, I know this thing is I'm dealing with is 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 trying to beat me physically. But God, I thank you, Lord, that by your grace, I can be strengthened and encouraged. I, God, I know this rejection was trying to get back into my spirit on this morning. That, that, that thing that you delivered me from, God, was trying to make my mind go to a place that you already delivered me from. But, but, but God, I thank you for your grace and I thank you, God, that your power has been made perfect in my weakness. Weakness is a great place to be in God. Because in weakness, it reveals our submission unto the Father. My prayer for you on today is to submit that thing that is trying to keep you from operating under the grace of God. That thing that's trying to to keep you from experiencing the power of God. And then Paul closes it by saying, okay, I boast in it now. I'm going to embrace it. I, I'm going to embrace the rejection. I'm going to embrace the physical limitations. I'm going to embrace whatever this sickness or disease that's trying to kill my body. I'm going to embrace whatever it is because I recognize I am no longer controlling the situation. I have surrendered it all to the father. So I bless you on this morning. I thank God for each and every one of you. And I pray this morning. That whatever that thing is. That you're carrying in your heart. That on today you release it. 
Jesus gave us everything. He, he, he bore everything on Calvary. He left it there. Not for you to pick it up. Not for me to pick it up. But he left it there so that we can operate in freedom of God on today. I love each and every one of you and I pray that someone heard something today that encouraged them, inspired them or, or, or gave them hope again in God. Listen, I'm, I'm human. I have issues just like everyone else, probably even more so because of the mandate on my life. But I promise you that in these moments, if you, you go back to the word of God, you will find hope, you will find encouragement and peace. I thank you for tuning in with us on today. And I'm your host, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. And I pray that this blessed you on today. And that as a result of this word, if you don't know Jesus Christ, that you come to know him as Lord and Savior. I thank God for the word of God in Romans 10 and 9. It simply says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the foundation of what we believe as, as believers in Christ, that Jesus Christ was resurrected and he sit at the right hand of the Father. He's always available. Simple prayer of repentance. Believe it in your heart that he is the son of God and he was raised from the dead. The word reminds us that the only way to the Father is through the Son. You can't know God fully without accepting Jesus Christ and knowing him. I pray that on today you are blessed. And I look forward to the continuation of our series of being love in action. And next we're going to go to kindness. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5. Kindness. And what does that look like? In a microwave society and in a corrupt world, how can we be love in action through kindness? God bless you until we meet again. May the blessings of the Lord be upon your life. Amen.